Welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast. I'm your host, Brian McDonald at Dude Solutions. Today joining me is Forrest Cooper, who is a sales manager of technology solutions here at the Dude. Forrest, welcome. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Forrest and I are going to talk a little bit about maximizing engagement in your IT department. And first of all, I wanted to give Forrest an opportunity to give a little background on uh, what he's done and what he does here at the Dude. Yeah, great. So um, I've actually been here at the Dude for coming up on five years now. Uh, my background is actually in, in technology and uh, network security. And um, really, even before coming to the Dude, had the opportunity to work with a lot of folks in the public sector. Um, but over the past five years especially, I uh, had a great opportunity to travel the country, work a lot with our clients and, and my peers in the technology realm uh, to just you know, fully understand the needs that are out there and, and kind of the growing trends. So when we talk about maximizing engagement, you know, the, I think where you got to kind of start is, you know, what are the, the priorities that IT professionals are seeing this year? And I was wondering if you could kind of give us some uh, information on that, on, on what you're seeing in the market. Sure. So really, there's, you know, a lot of priorities that are going to always stay the same. Things like continually keeping, you know, a focus on data security, um, maintaining consistent levels of service uh, for our customers, and really trying to find the best ways to do more with less, especially in the public sector. But you know, I feel like IT professionals are really just getting more priorities to focus on uh, and really having to stack rank those. So, you know, most recently, uh, what I've been seeing a lot of is uh, them looking for ways to become more effective uh, with prioritizing things like their daily tasks, uh, their ongoing projects, uh, promoting better collaboration across the organization is a big call for that, really across the country. And then ultimately just trying to have more meaningful interactions with their customers, their teams, and even their managers or, or leadership. So you mentioned uh, better prioritization. So how do people go about achieving that? Sure. Well, first of all, prioritization is a really big thing and um, it means a lot of different things to a lot of people. Um, so there's a lot there, but uh, our blog series um, really focuses a lot on really the impact of uh, engagements and transparency and communication with, with their customers to really fully understand um, their roles and the work they do, the systems they use and, and why they use them and why that's important, and really just trying to get in alignment with, with goals and priorities of, of their end users. Um, there's also that, that whole squeaky wheel uh, thing where you know historically the IT professional's day was really driven by uh, the squeaky wheel, the, the, the common offenders or culprits that, that are having issues with technology. And oftentimes what would be sacrificed was the work that the IT professional really wants to be focused on, what they really want to do. So beyond just keeping the lights on and keeping everything working, they have a lot of other things they'd like to get to and just couldn't. So, you know, really at the end of the day, when we start talking about prioritizing better and uh, more efficiently, uh, there has to become kind of a a paradigm shift where an IT professional knows they have to have data to better prioritize. They have to have data on their customers. They have to understand more about them, but they also have to have data on their own operations. And, and really what I mean by that is, you know, if you first assess, you know, what's driving the use of your resources, what's really truly absorbing your day and the hours in your day and your team's hours, um, you're, you're, you're setting a great baseline. But then from there, you know, what types of issues are really driving the use of those resources and how much time are those things taking up and once you have that data you can really then start to put a better plan in place and, and prioritize better on a daily weekly monthly basis um, even a yearly basis so really it's you know having data not only allows you to be more informed about what work is being done and why but also 
show the work that isn't getting done, um, be able to, to justify your needs and make your needs a priority as well, and not just waiting until you know budget season to go in and say, hey, this is what I need, and I, I need this to be a priority. We're actually getting ahead of that um, by, by proving out with data. So you're really kind of enabling them to make data-driven decisions uh, and, and their prioritization and, and assignments and such. That's right. So have you seen a relationship between prioritization and how that impacts the collaboration? Yeah, collaboration, that's part two of the blog series. Um, there, there's most certainly a relationship here, and it's, it's all interconnected. It's all a systems approach to, to life, really. Collaboration and communication are, are challenges in any organization. Uh, even ours here at The Dude, we're constantly trying to think of new ways to, to collaborate better across departments and to, to weave everybody in. And um, there was one show specifically this year we were at, it was COSIN, uh, back earlier in the year. Um, that was one of the leading topics was uh, collaboration was something that leadership in organizations wanted to see. And really it's just a call to everyone. So, you know, that being said, it really has to start with motivation. People have to be motivated on both sides of the fence to, to communicate and collaborate. But then we also have to put the right tools in place to help with that. Um, historically, there have been a lot of barriers in place um, because different departments didn't understand what the other department did. Uh, customers had no idea what IT departments were doing, and that really uh, drove to a lot of issues around what we call a perception gap, where, you know, where's the IT guy at? Back 20 years ago, it was uh, it was almost quite comical. I think they even made a Saturday Night Live skit about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick, the company computer guy. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, the, where is he at? He's only around when stuff's broken. And I think our, our facilities professionals we work with can kind of can relate for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, how do we break down that particular perception gap um, of, you know, I don't understand IT or departments don't understand each other. Um, leadership has no idea what IT does. They just want to make sure the Wi-Fi keeps working, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that being said, uh, it all kind of goes back to um, priorities and, and being able to prioritize and make your needs a priority. It's kind of funny, um, Gardner... Back in 2017, they released uh, a study that was quite comprehensive about really what what good looks like in a technology department. And one thing specifically, there was something called a um, asset inventory maturity scale, where they identified that about 70% of organizations in the public sector were considered reactive in nature when it comes to their inventory processes. And as you can imagine, in schools and in local governments, other types of organizations. Uh, uh, that can uh, always lead to a lot of fires, a lot of headaches for an IT professional if you're living in a reactive state. Um, so all that to say, uh, really, it's, it, it was quite eye-opening to see that the organizations who did the best job with being less reactive and more proactive with their processes actually had leadership meetings once a month. So leadership was brought into this. They were collaborating. They were speaking often. They were coming with data to justify their needs, but also to just say, hey, this is what we're doing right now. This is what our focus is. Um, So I think that goes a long way. And even if you're able to use uh, processes or methods to communicate digitally, I think that's something that that people are looking for as well. And there's obviously a lot of uh, mechanisms for that, whether it's just email or some other uh, type of tool that you put in place. I think um, digital communication uh, across a lot of different platforms is enhancing collaboration in organizations. Yeah, I agree. And when you mentioned that about, um, you know, maybe the executives only wanting to know that the Wi-Fi is running, I remember mm-hmm. many years ago an IT manager saying, like, you know, all's well as long as nobody's got to call me because the network's down. That's right. But th- that's a perfect example of the reactive mode you were talking about. Instead of being more proactive and how do we collaborate, how we enable 
um, the different employees within an organization to get the most out of the IT investment the company's made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think when you start to collaborate better, a lot of things happen. Um, you know, I think to use another example, there's the, the skits out there and the jokes about, you know, the IT professional is just going to ask you to turn your computer off and turn it on again, right? Well, there's a point of that. You know, not over 70% of issues with Windows machines are fixed by just restarting the machine, yeah. right? So a lot of sens- senseless tickets come across and um, they're really not necessary and they can be prevented and mitigated, so to speak, and, and, and cut out a lot of the headaches that an IT professional has. But using data and being able to go back to say, okay, you know, I'm identifying a trend here with this particular person, five minutes of training would resolve a lot of the tickets that I'm getting. So we're seeing a lot of success with that. Um, we actually just released a, a case study on our site that, that was really kind of highlighting how one of our clients out in Utah was able to really dramatically cut down on their ticket load and their response times by just starting to understand the needs, the training needs of their of their customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they used um, our technologies to do that, which was pretty cool. Are you looking for a way to get inspired about your work as a facility or operations professional? Join us at our annual maintenance and operations conference, Dude University in Raleigh, North Carolina, May 5th through 8th, 2019. You'll be able to attend educational sessions about your day-to-day work, meet professionals from across the country that work in your and other industries, and enjoy food, friends, and fun in the Dude's hometown. If you register this year, you can take advantage of our all-inclusive Dude deal. Learn more and register online at university2019.com. Forrest mentioned uh, blog series, and we will share that out, but it's uh, some really good content that we've written out. But one of the terms you said is creating more meaningful interactions. And, you know, can you explain what that really means and, and why it's, it's important? Sure. Having more meaningful interactions is it's not what you might think it is. Um, Really, it's being able to have different types of conversations. And when you have more information, when you understand somebody better, uh, it just naturally makes for a better relationship. So kind of going back to that perception gap, that exists on all levels. It could be from an end user or a customer to a technician. It could be from a technician to their manager. It could be from their manager to their manager. And uh, really, the the meaningful interaction piece just comes down to, um, I'll use an example, uh, just imagine having somebody that you manage in front of you and you're trying to tell them how to do a better job and highlight the things they're doing well, but also focus on maybe some of the things they could do better. If you don't have data, if you don't have a strong understanding of really how they're doing and what they could be doing better, it, it makes a pretty weird conversation. Mm-hmm. And the same thing when you go into, you know, meet with your boss. You know, you want to be able to show what you're doing and highlight what you're doing, but also uh, show off and, and kind of speak about the things that aren't getting done because you might not have the resources that you need to have or you may have the wrong resources. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I speak a lot to folks and we, we use the comparison that oftentimes uh, the boss will give you a weed eater to go out to the football field and, and mow the grass, yeah. right? So that's that's never a good thing. And I, I think that the meaningful interaction piece just comes from that drive for collaboration, over-communicating, um, being able to justify your own needs and priorities, but also prioritize your own day better so that you can get to that data and get to that point. So do you see maximizing engagement in IT departments as a trend going forward? I do. I do. And, you know, really it's, it speaks to our culture. Um, we really live in an on-demand type of culture that 
people want things immediately right now, right in front of me. I want the information to come to me. And uh, that, I think that really just starts with the younger generation, um, a lot of which our, our clients are impacting right now and the jobs they're doing every day. I also think that it's going to continue to be a growing trend because we're, we're getting to be an automated society. We want uh, work being done for us as much as possible. Well, we want a low-touch or no-touch approach to anything, so there's just a, a big call for that. And, and really that's in complete alignment with, with our vision here at The Dude. Um, a lot of the work we're doing with our technology suite right now has been inspired by what we've learned as we've traveled across the country, what we've learned from our clients uh, about their needs and really uh, honestly with their struggles. Um, so we, we see some pretty consistent uh, trends um, from one state to the next. And I think this will most certainly be a, a growing trend, really that push or call for better uh, engagements, um, so to speak. Our 12-month vision here at The Dude is people, purpose, and possibility. And uh, people is up top for a reason. And I think being engaged with your people is ultimately the best approach. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I have to, uh, you know, to brag on our IT group. They're fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. I, when when I need to reach out or I have a question, they're there. Uh, they take the time. Uh, if they need to explain it or, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, it's it's always a great experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we are practicing what we want to tell others to do and being an example in a case study and being able to provide expertise back to them. So yeah, I, w- I would absolutely agree. And really, at the end of the day, any situation where we're working hard, even to get one percent better each week or each day with how we communicate or how we collaborate, it's just going to do. It's going to accomplish a lot to reduce emotions and to to help people better prioritize, um, to help us have better relationships, um, both personal and professional. But you know, for today's purposes, really just more professional with with your customers and and our customers alike. You know, that actually makes me um, think about a story. We just came out of our annual sales meeting and uh, we had the, um, really the privilege of having a client panel where several of our clients from around the, the Raleigh and Cary area, around the state, attended and um, were able to speak to our sales team about really just the day in the life. Mm-hmm. And, um, one story in particular really stood out to me. Um, a private school here in Cary, uh, the director there was, was telling a story about how she used to come into work every day just sort of stressed out, wasn't able even to get her coffee before she started with the, you know, the hallway muggings. People started running up saying, hey, are you aware of this? Uh, what are we going to do? My face is on fire, you know, and everyone's issue is always going to be an emergency. But since then, it's rolled in processes and a few of our solutions to, to be able to, you know, get out of bed, have her morning coffee, and, and really get caught up and up to speed before she even walks in the door. And you know that's pretty powerful to, to be able to come in and provide a different level of service, have a, a different level of confidence when you're facing your customers and um, you know what's going on. Um, so I think that really says a lot and it's really inspiring to me because I have over the years um, spoke to and seen so many folks that are just so entrenched and so reactive that they, they don't have time to worry about capturing the data that they need. Or maybe their bosses haven't started asking them for data yet or you know, their city manager, their superintendent, they're like, well, they just kind of leave me alone and as long as I keep stuff working. But really, it's, it's sort of a double-edged blade um, because if you're in that comfort zone and you don't have uh, a process in place to show the work that's getting done and, and better prioritize, it will eventually come back to bite you. And um, that, that, that sort of paradigm shift is occurring right now as well. And um, we're really seeing that show itself with, with some of our clients' testimonials. Technology makes us work smarter, not harder. 
That's right. And I think that's a great example. Uh, and I love the term hallway muggings. I'm going to have to figure <laughs> out it's, uh, somehow to use that in a conversation. Yeah. But um, those, are, those are great examples. And I want to thank Fars for joining us today on the podcast to talk about maximizing engagement in your IT department. Yeah, thanks, Brian. We'll share out the links to the blog post that Forrest mentioned, as well as if you want to learn a little bit more about our employer value proposition, check out episode 78 of the podcast where we discuss it in detail. And we'll include some of the case studies as well so you can see how other people are doing it. Thanks for listening and join us on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and you can even email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com.